Hey everybody, this is Brian Davis on Longhorn Confidential. Longhorn Confidential is brought to you by Zaxby's. Cure your cravings. Stop in today or visit zaxby's.com. Well, boys, the game is finally here. The game everyone has wanted to talk about all summer long. This is the national game of the week. And yet, I'm having to learn pronunciations. David Benda. That's a silent G. And David, hopefully, hopefully that's the last time you'll mention him this week. Possibly. You won't have to say his name possibly. again. Possibly. How, how about silent RBs, the way things are going? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here, boys. A lot R- of things silent. Go ahead. A lot of things are silent, including Jordan Winnington will be silent this week. And he will also be sidelined, it looks like, for the next six weeks as Winnington aggravated his uh, sports hernia gr- slash groin injury uh, on that painful, it, very painful on that on the second catch of the game of the, his second catch of the game against Louisiana Tech aggravated that, that injury. He spent the rest of the night on the peloton until he was finally shut down, and now he's going to be shut down for like we said six weeks. Tom Herman says that the freshman running back, a superstar from Cuero, will be going to Philadelphia to uh, see a see a, a specialist on that injury, get him healthy. Cedric, my question to you. In addition to how this affects the whole depth of the, and the whole operation here, should the Bevos just go ahead and figure Jordan Winnington is a redshirt? I would. I would. His, his future's bright if he gets healthy. Uh, it changes the dynamic of the season, though, BD, because these guys think they can go special places this year. Now, I think among us three, we've all – thought of them as next year's team mm-hmm. that they're going to really fair. make a that's run what, that's what the three of us in here think yeah we that's think fair. that so if tom is thinking that and it's hard to think that in the moment especially if you can beat an lsu uh you got it uh, you, you know he's not going to play half the season so let's uh let's see what happens these first five or six games if texas is five and one um even if they're one and five i don't play him i let him I let him rest up. I let him get healthy, redshirt him. That way, I get a minimum of of one more year with him and Keontae, and then he can take over. Unless, unless Ingram goes down, and then that is the collapse of the running back, and maybe you know, the collapse of the season. Maybe it, possibly it, it's because that I'm critical. Gonna, yeah, because Duck, I'm telling you, uh, we've talked about this. Running back is the second. I mean, that's the second most indispensable position because of the depth. Losing Sam would be cataclysmic. Mm-hmm. But this was the second worst thing that could have happened. No question. Losing Jordan Whittington or Keontae. No question. Thankfully, with the red shirt rule, you know, he played against LaTeX Saturday. Doesn't hurt him. You play him three more games, he'll still be a freshman next year. So you could save him for uh, two playoff games in the Big 12 title game. Uh, bowl game, Big 12 title game, and the last game of the season against Texas Tech. So he can still do that and redshirt him. But I don't know if you'll have that luxury because if something happens to Ingram, he's got to bring him back as soon as he's ready. Let's talk a little bit about, just to remind folks, how Texas landed in this position. Okay, They were supposed to have five scholarship running backs for this year. And and real quickly here, 
Uh, Keontae Ingram, your starter, he did suffer a bone bruise, knee injury on the first full padded scrimmage of camp. But he said after the game Saturday night that he felt fine, but he was very down on himself that he didn't produce enough. You've got Jordan Winnington, now hurt. Okay, You had Daniel Young, closer. Who, the closer, who has a high ankle sprain, out four to six weeks. I, I would think he's probably on track to be back for the Big 12 opener, from if you look at the timeline. Mm-hmm. right? Then you've got number four, Kirk Johnson, who fell awkwardly, suffered a sprained shoulder uh, very early in training camp. He's out uh, for, uh, six weeks. And then you had Darian Brown, who was supposed to be their freshman running back sensation, uh, not Whittington. It was supposed to be Darian Brown, but he had a brain aneurysm uh, in December of last year while he was in high school, needed to have emergency surgery, uh, and will not play this year. It's unclear. Uh, his long-term football future is unknown, but he is with the team, and he is enrolled in school. So five scholarship running backs. Tom said Saturday night, when it rains, it pours, and man has it ever on this position. And my question to you guys is the same thing I asked Tom today. How much does this depth, or lack thereof, fundamentally change how you structure a game plan against an, an SEC power team like Tom, LSU. Tom basically said it doesn't really change much. I don't believe him. I don't either. I don't believe him for one minute. No, it I has don't to either. change. Has to. You know what? you got to roll the dice. There's going to be more Sam Ellinger on the run. Yes. I hate to say it. You're right. He's got to run now. And he's got to throw more. He's got to throw more. Colin Johnson got to get more than five or six targets. Uh, Devin Duvernay is going to have to get those same eight or nine targets. Uh, Brennan Eagle's going to have to continue to develop. They're going to become more wide open yes. because they don't have running backs. Hey, You can only give Keontae Ingram the ball so many times, Duck. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And he, he, I think he may have went over 20 carries either once or not at all. It may have been 19 carries against Bayer Last year. was his high. That was the season high. So he's not used to doing it 25, 28 times. Not in college. He did not it in, in high college. school. Exactly. Different animal in college. Yeah, exactly. You know, the bigger collisions, bigger players. Sam threw 38 times Saturday against La Tech. Didn't play the fourth quarter. So he was on pace to throw 42, 45 passes. And 50. that was a game in hand. May see 50 this weekend. And we may see 50. I would say over 50 passes from Sam. The one thing that uh, all three of us were definitely watching Saturday night is we were watching for called runs yes. by QB1. And he finished, with, he finished with eight carries for 40 yards, said, but I... I can only think of two that jump out at me as definitely that were called quarterback runs. Mm-hmm. So very, very few. So very few. Going to be more this weekend. Yeah. Well, okay, that's, that's my question. Do you think it has to be double digits? Yeah, I think so. Well, man. man ten, that's a lot. Ten if, call runs is a lot. If he had eight. But if he's well, on the, but yeah, but if he's on the goal line, mm-hmm. then you understand he's going to probably But have they don't to have be the to all guy. be called. They don't Just, have to all be called, so, but I guarantee you he's going to run the ball 15 times. Oh, yeah. Minimum. I think so, This too. weekend. And he may be running for his life because SEC is known for their defensive lines, so they're going to bring the heat. They are. Especially now they know their running backs are dinged up or missing. And you can't help but think of guys like Kyle Porter, Tonell Carter, um, Tristan That's why Houston. they shouldn't all leave. Sometimes it might be good to just stick around. Have Your some number patience. might be called. Kyle Porter is in Houston. Um, so just looks okay. He looks okay, against, but, oh, but he had to know. He's like, man, I could be running behind that line yeah. at I, Texas. He could. I, I also thought it was funny how uh, on uh, ESPN's uh, college game night wrap-up show, uh, they were showing the USC highlights and JT Daniels going down, and I and I didn't catch the name of who they said, but they said, hey, maybe you shouldn't have gone to the transfer portal. Yeah. You'd be starting now, right? And I tell you, I think the trans. We, we I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of the transfer portal, but um, you know. 
guys should stick it out longer, and and they would get they would get their chance. And it's probably a little different quarterback. Quarterbacks you different, know, I know, but you know, I can understand Cam Rising maybe leaving because you figure Sam's probably not a guy that goes pro early, mm-hmm. so he'd have to sit two more years. So that'd be three years of college and where you're only, sitting. And there's only one quarterback. Now, on the I understand. Field. But if you're exactly. a running back, oh man, yeah, it's all committee all now. Receiver. All committee, exactly. Absolutely. And okay, I'll, I still believe Jake Smith should be moved to running back. Interesting. For, for these Interesting. reasons, he, why he was part-time running back in high school at Arizona. Okay, he's used to taking handoffs. He's used to taking those hits. Roshan Johnson's not. He he didn't take handoffs. He was a dual threat quarterback. And he may have run for 5,000 yards, but there's a difference between taking handoffs, and I think Jake Smith is more than capable of doing that. And wide receiver is a deep position. I think wide receiver and secondary, two deepest on the team. And so if it were me, I'd move Jake Smith, a part-time running back, to the position rather than a linebacker. Who's to say they won't? They just, they just didn't tell us. We didn't ask about it. Well, you mentioned I, a linebacker. I'm going to tell you, Jay, of course. Why wouldn't you? I, I play poker. Uh, yeah, I mentioned a lot of stuff at a poker table. Never believe me. <laughs> hey, LSU's not game you mentioned a lot of things on mu- this podcast. Yeah, as much money as I've taken from you over the years, you don't believe half of what I say on a poker table. Or I'm anywhere tell else. You, Tom, Tom Herman's playing chess. And uh, it won't surprise me if Jake Smith gets five or six carries in this game. Number one, he's, he's run the football in high school. Number two, he showed us he has some wiggle. He's on the punt return. He's has some wiggle. He's a good punt returner. Uh, number three, I think he passes the eye test. I think he could be the running back. <laughs> hey, Christian McCaffrey went first overall in my yes, fantasy he did. league draft. White right. power. Okay, so uh, before, how many you think Jake Smith should be moved to running back? I do. I do. I do. Brian, I think I think you give him six or seven plays Absolutely. as a package, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're moving to running back. Well, well, I think well, maybe no. you can do them both. You give him, like you say, a set package. Oh, These yeah. are the plays you have to learn. You don't have to put and, him on the depth no, chart, but if no. you give him the football five or six times. He doesn't have to be full-time running back. He doesn't have back. to be full-time, Correct. that's going to fill a need. And that's five or six times that Sam Ellinger's not carrying the ball. Yeah, that's absolutely. a good thing. It's another good reason. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the other things we saw against Louisiana Tech. Uh, Tom Herman today at his press conference uh, doted on Jalen Green. The guy always is doting on Jalen Green. He's Loves good. Him. He's Loves good. Said, said he had a very good game. The others, eh, not so much. Kobe boys? Kobe boys, eh, not so much. The, uh, Plays to the Kobe. whistle. Plays to the whistle. I tell you what, he's... he. If he didn't get killed in film session over uh, kind of celebrating over what he thought was a pass breakup when the guy was going 26 yards the other way, that's a problem. And a pass He also had a bad bad PI down near the goal line, too. Uh, other highlights, let's talk about other highlights defensively. Uh, Herman doted on uh, Joe Osai today, and I think we're going to be praising Joseph Osai a lot He's a stud. this season. He's he looks, a stud. looks like a big dude who can run. He is big. You think he, he, put, a, you think he put a hit out on Brandon Jones? For taking away, taking, <laughs> taking away, away that they were messing with each what? other. And that, and and do I, am I right that Joseph Osai's and, and I'm putting this in my nuggets so y'all don't steal it. Am I right that that would have been a 50 yard plus scoring play for the Texas Longhorns? 82, 82. It would have been 82. So that would have. We don't the count long... defense. No, we well, offensive plays. Oh come on now, offensive plays. Uh, uh, an explosive is an explosive, sir. I don't think Tim Beck would count it. Okay, I we still Tom, don't have a play over 50 yards. I think Tom okay? would. I think Tom their longest would. ones were in their 20s. Joe Osai did not get the 82 yard 
uh, interception return for a touchdown. But he did get a very good interception off of a Jalen Green tip. That was a good play. A couple other guys that that I wanted to call out specifically. I thought I thought Chris Brown was kind of. I thought he made his presence. He was felt. physical. He man. was all over the place. Like him. Uh, Caden, like him. Caden Stearns uh, came on there late. Jeffrey McCulloch had eight tackles, uh, and he was sort of. Uh, yeah. qu- those are quiet eight tackles. I didn't notice him all that much. I think the best two Longhorns front seven or six considering they're in a dime so much or eight they're probably osai and malcolm roach Mm -hmm. and maybe coburn's third but uh i'm just all in on osai i think he's going to be big time and probably lead him in tackles this year we'll figure we'll we'll figure out how good he is this year this weekend absolutely he really (laughs) he really leaped off the screen but he's going to be tested mightily you know the other thing too they blitzed a lot they blitzed a lot a lot of people, a they, lot of different angles. They blitzed a lot with that big lead, too. And surprising. I think we'll see a whole lot of that Saturday, that, too. That's exactly where I was going next. It's just a lot of pressure on the quarterback. We saw the new, quote-unquote, cowboy package right. with the ADBs. They, they ran it twice in the first half. First time led to a pretty significant, uh, pretty impressive, I thought it was impressive, sack by DeMar, DeMarvion Overshone, just because, I mean, those dudes were coming. They yeah. were coming. And from all angles, I'm telling you, they got a lot of speed on that defense. What, what kind of name are we going to come up with? We're media. We can Star come Wars. up with something. Well, Star Wars is better Star than Cowboys. Wars. I like Star Wars and Hill Mob would be cool because they're little guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, converging on all the, bigger guys. What was your name? I, I like Ant Hill Mob. The Ant Hill Mob. I like that. Ant Hill Mob. Yes, yeah, for the old but, cartoon. But you got to think of it as what is Orlando comfortable shouting on the sideline? Ant Hill Mob. Ant Hill Mob. You're <laughs> in. I, I, I don't know if Star he's going to do that. Star Wars, like Star Wars. Star Wars. I do too. Well, Tom mentioned it, right? Tom is the one. Who, Star Wars. It's Stick not, with it. We didn't come up with this. Tom did. He, he said should. It looks, he should change it. It looks Star like Wars. Star Wars. No, out I agree. There. It's not a cowboy pack. No doubt. Real quick, let's let's hit, let's hit some of the other offensive players. Uh, it was the it was the Devin Duvernay show early on. It looked to me like Tim Beck was making up for lost time. Time, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get him a lot of targets. We've right? been pushing him a whole year. Pushing him all. So. They, they've been pushing. Everybody's been pushing number six, and he finally got. He got five touches on the first possession that led to it. it ended with his touchdown catch. Uh, Colin Johnson got in on the second. Got going on the second with a touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. With said with your boy John Burt standing there celebrating, ready to go. Always in the paper. Always in the paper. Hey, how about that uh, Colin Johnson catch of the year? Maybe on the sideline. That one footer on game one. You're calling the catch of the year. I, I think year. we will be talking about this at the end of the year. I don't think we will. Did you see replays either. of that? I, I don't have. think we will either. Oh, Side my goodness. Catch. It was Col- nice. If it was that nice. is the best oh. Colin Johnson does all year, he will have had a terrible hey, year. Hey, as soon as we finish taping, we're going to call it up. And both of you guys owe me an apology. Okay. I've seen it. I've it's seen a it. spectacular play. Okay. Dicker the kicker also uh, converted from 43 yards. and also uh, missed. He also he also yeah, yeah exactly so if you're gonna uh, mug missed, for the camera from missed from forty nine missed from forty nine mug for the camera you got to make them all inside fifty I don't know. you well I tell you what we are gonna do this week is we are going to encourage our fans once again go to your podcast provider of choice and whether you hate us or love us can't wait to turn us off or can't wait to turn us on repeat please rate us that helps the algorithms uh, that they tell me. Uh, push the podcast more so we can get more listeners and readers. Zaxby's would also appreciate that. Um, so we would thank you much for that. So, boys, let's fit, we're running out of time here. Let's finish this up. Texas, LSU, Orgeron, and the Cajuns are coming to town with two potential first-round draft picks in their secondary. Uh, I assume it's going to be a typical LSU fast, fast, fast team, and they'll be ready to go. Said, what do you say? Well, I'm just so happy about Coach Orgeron coming in. I'm going to love Coach Orgeron. They don't have the water boy on their team. Uh, Coach Orgeron is the guy. That's 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 his language. I love it. 
I think I think Texas is going to be tested um, defensively. Uh, Joe Burrow isn't the same guy that arrived a couple of years ago. No, he's not. Uh, he's a stud. He's a, he's not a game manager anymore, like we said. What did uh, he throw Saturday? He had five touchdown passes in the first half. Did he finish with six or did he finish no, with five? No, he finished with so five. So he's got nine against, touchdowns his against, last two games. Against yeah. Georgia Southern. Four in the bowl game. I think they're really going to. Yeah, I still think they're going to be tested. Um, it's, a, it's a fun matchup. I think that Sam Ellinger is going to have to play within himself and not try to do too much given the state of affairs at running back. Colin Johnson's got to be the best player on the field for Texas to have a chance because they're going to have to throw the football. Well, Colin Johnson's going to have to have a huge game, but Sam Ellinger's probably going to have to have the best game of his career uh, if they're going to beat LSU at home. Uh, I've flipped on this game so many times, I feel like a pancake. Uh, I just – I. Honestly, today don't have any idea who's going to win. It's oh come on, Doug. take me a come few. On. Did who? Who do you got? You get already the, got yours. Get off the toilet. Come who on. you got, Sid? I have no idea. It's <laughs> Monday. Just trying to get you to say. I will something. say this: it will be a slobber knocker. <laughs> to borrow an old Jim Wacker phrase. That's or, or that's a Jr. Jr. phrase. Jim Ross phrase. And the Longers are standing tall in the middle of the ring. The Road Warriors are standing tall. He has no idea who that is. He has no idea who that is. Look, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I think Texas has zero reasons to be worried about these guys. They're 2-0 against the SEC under Tom Herman. Tom Herman is 8-2-1 against the spread as an underdog. The Bevos start as four-point dogs at home. I think that's all the motivation that Thomas Joseph Herman III needs. I think he will be ready, although the Jordan Whittington thing really has me and a lot of Texas fans probably so You worried. say no reason to worry, so you're picking Texas big. I'm, I ain't picking nobody big against well, LSU. No reason to worry if you're going to win by one. Yeah, you got you reason to worry. You know what? I, I, I like to hem on this normally, but you know I'm, I'm going to pick Texas in the paper, and I'm going to stick with it because I think that Texas has reached a very seminal moment in its program under Tom Herman in year three, and this is a win that a program of the caliber that Tom Herman thinks they are, mm-hmm. this is a win you get at home. You know what, and, and and I understand that part, but and I would feel better if they had both running backs going. But man, losing that guy, I mean, it's just a real kick in the pants. It's I mean, just literally, yeah, it's a it's, game changer. It's a game changer. I mean, because we know Ingram's not going to get the ball thirty-two times. He just can't, and that's going to expose Sam to more injury. So, but and you can't, you can't, and you can't throw all your chips in the middle of the table. And Tom did say something today that resonated with me. Uh, they're not going to give the Big Twelve championship. They're not going to award that after this so what game. Is that, what do you take from that? What that means is he's not going to run Keontae Ingram into the ground, and he's not going to he's not going to overdo it with Sam. But I don't think he's capable Correct. of running him into the ground. I, I mean, 20 carries or so, maybe it is max right now as he comes off that bone bruise injury. Well, I know one thing. I know everyone listening should run to Zaxby's because that's it for this week. Longhorn Confidential, it's brought to you by Zaxby's. Cure your craving. Stop in today. Visit Zaxby's.com. This has been Longhorn Confidential.